podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the Scarlet Supporters Podcast. You can contact us on all the usual social media platforms or you can email us on scarletspems at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to this bonus edition of the Scarlet's Podcast. I am joined today by a member of Flanderby's committee, Gareth Sort. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. So, uh, obviously, what, what exactly is your role within the club or what do you do for Flanderby? Uh, I'm the assistant secretary um, of a board of directors with 13. So, I help basically the secretary, uh, Dr. Robin Barlow, anything if he's away. And then I tend to sort out the admin for the first 15. So, um, And I'm also the link between the first 15 and the board. So I tend to spend quite a bit of contact and time with our head coach, Aero Sevens. And then I sort out things like the permits and the transfers for the first 15 then. So busy job then, really. For, for, for the yeah, it's a busy job. So yeah, busy, you know, a lot of it is uh, it's admin. Um, I try to work it around my uh, working hours, but uh, it, it's enjoyable, and you um, you get a lot of enjoyment out of it. So it's not too bad, actually. I'm lucky with the uh, I'm lucky with the board that I've got that we all get on with each other, and um, I'm very fortunate that you know with with having Eros and working with Eros because he's great not only in his job as a head coach, but also to deal with as a person. Brilliant. So we've just had the season kick off and yeah. uh, just, just just a small fixture on the weekend for you. Yeah. So, uh, Travelling away to your most local rivals. So yeah. uh, were you at the game? Yeah, I was at the game. Yeah, I was fortunate. Brilliant. It was a hot hot day, but it was, yeah, I was, I was fortunate enough to be there. So walk me through it. What, 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 can, you, what can you tell me about the game? Because I've seen the scoreline. What was it? Uh, 54-31? Yeah, I think it's 54-31. To be fair to Kamalin, they stuck at it and they scored four tries in the end. Um, they scored two tries in injury time. But to be fair to Kamalin, they stuck at it and they picked up a bonus point. Um, weather suited us. Um, if I'm honest, I think we were all a little bit apprehensive about going into the game only because... We were fortunate enough to win the league last year, and that was, it was a great achievement for everybody involved for all the hard work they've done. But of course, we didn't finish till May the twenty-first, so we needed to give some time off to the boys. Because to be fair, they started the first week in July, and then they went right through to the twenty-first of May. So we gave them a bit of extra time off. The original plan was to have three pre-season games, uh, beginning with. Cinder for away, followed by a midweek game against Klingenich, and then the following Saturday, Bregend. Um, unfortunately, we didn't make it to Cinderford. We got as far as about uh, heads of the valley, and um, there was a lot of smoke in the bus. So we made the decision wow. that the bus wasn't fit to travel. So we lost the Cinderford game. And then we, we played the Klingenich one. Unfortunately, Bregend couldn't play us on the Saturday, but they agreed to play us. On the Thursday night, we effectively played two games in two days. But then that was it for the pre-season. So we tend to play Klingenich most years. And we tend to give um, the youngsters and the ones who come in to train with us the opportunity there. And then more of the senior boys. The plan would have been, I think, to play 
three thirties in Cinderford. So the boys will have had two lots of thirty and then probably gone sixty minutes against Pregend. But unfortunately they had forty minutes against Pregend and then that was their only preseason and it was a pretty hot day. And to be fair to the boys, they dug in because they were out on their feet. I think Kamal, they were out on their feet a bit. And yeah, as much as it was great to win. Um fifty four thirty one. It was a as I said, a little bit more comfortable going into injury time. The boys are exceptional, to be fair to them. Weather suited us. It was a fast open game, which suited um, our style. And But I think, you know, to be fair, I don't think you can put too much pressure and you can't blame the boys at the end because they were out on their feet and said, come on and dug in and we, we'll take the win. I mean, it, I think it's a testament to how far the players and the coaches have worked over the last probably six to seven years is, you know, a derby is, is always tough. It is always tough. And if you'd have given us 3-0 a few years ago, we'd have bitten your hand off every single day of the week. So to go and score that many points and to win in the way we did, I think is a great testament to how well the players have kept themselves fit over the summer, but also by the first league game of the season, to be fair to the coaches, they've got them ready to play and we'll see how this season goes. Well, you know, that that's not exactly easy stuff coming off, you know, no. just a handful of minutes and it's straight into a big... Yeah, it well, is. Probably one of the biggest games of the year. As in, you know, for yeah, the it's our biggest game of the year. It's, it's our local rivals and um, I think everybody enjoys playing Kamada and I think Kamada enjoy playing us as players that have played for both clubs over the years and... You know, we have got a good relationship with us. They are our Towie Valley neighbours. You know, we do get on with them well off the field. And then obviously on the field, like any derby, isn't it? You know, it's head down. Everybody has the team that they want to support. And then quarter past four, we had off for a pint and talk about the events of the previous hour and three quarters, isn't it? So the majority of the pre-season has been done off of the field, you know, at- as the saying would go. So what sort of facilities have you got in Llandavri? Like, do you, do you have your, your gym? You know, your, I know that only Kamal and Athletic have the, the indoor barn, but what sort of things do Llandavri have? What do they offer? Um, it's a bit, because boys travel a long way with us, uh, I'll be honest with you, especially during the off, uh, during the season, the working week would be that, that um, the boys will train on a Tuesday night in the barn in Parker Scarlet. And we're, we're grateful for the Scarlet for giving us that. So we train in Parker Scarlet on a Tuesday. And then we train in Mysa Gwendreith. We're very fortunate that Mysa Gwendreith um, are willing for us to use their facilities on a Thursday night. So that tends to be what the training is because we've got boys, to be fair. They're coming from Cardigan, Cardiff. Pembroke, so it's a lot for them to travel and just to ease the travel, especially a little bit in the winter. We that tends to be our working week. With regards to the facilities in the club, we've got three pitches, two are floodlit, and one is in floodlit. But we do run a junior section, and we've got ages from all the way from seventeens up to fourteens currently. Unfortunately, we haven't got a fifteens. Or a 16, so our facilities um, are all in use. With regards to, um, we've got a stand that holds 500, and we've got four change rooms in there, so we, we are capable of holding 
two home games at a time, and then upstairs, if needed be, we could we could use one of the um, rooms as a gym, got a meeting room. But a lot of the boys, to be fair, the ones that are probably most local to us, train in Evolution Gym. And we're grateful for them because they help sponsor us as well. And then the ones who live further afield, then they've got access to a gym which is closer to where they live and they tend to use that then during the week when they're not training. So, well, very lucky position to be in, to be use it, to be able to use others' facilities. Yeah, we are fortunate. Yeah. You know, your location isn't exactly, well, I don't think anywhere down west is really ideal no. for, uh, for anyone. <laughs> I think where we're lucky, it's travel. classic with Larry. Everybody thinks it's the back end, the beyond, but it's not. You probably you'll get everywhere within an hour, hour and a quarter, but you have got to travel a bit. You know, you you'll get to Cardiff in an hour and a quarter. You'll get to Swansea. You'll get Aberystwyth. You'll get down to Pembroke. So it's probably everything is probably forty minutes away, but everything's within an hour and a quarter. So we are a little hub probably in. Midwest Wales, but then I think that's what makes our club quite special because it's a community, and I think that showed that showed more often than not that when we played Cardiff in the league final, is that the whole of the community came out to support, and even though this first fifteen perhaps doesn't contain ideally as many locals as you want, what we have got to feel as a club is a community and. The community really appreciate and really enjoy where they're being. And to be fair to everybody that's involved with the first 15, whether they're a coach, physio, doctor, player, backroom staff, they buy in and they, they become part of the community. And that, that's absolutely brilliant. So you've, you've got the three pitches, two floodlit, one not. You've yeah. got obviously a lot of fair few connections elsewhere yeah. and obviously with, with the local gym for you know your local lads to train, etc. Well, what are... What is the future, Flandre? What, what, what is in the works? Were any sort of developments, any plans? I think um, we run a very successful caravan site. So that's probably at its limit, probably for what it could be now without investing in facilities. Um, as you probably know, um, the, the, the league is going to change. The you know, Sundover is either going to compete in a 10-team league next year, which will be the elite, and we all hope that will be the case and we'll make an application for that between now and the end of the year. So that is the, that's the priority. If we're not fortunate enough to get in that 10, then we will go into a 13-team premiership. So that's the plan for the first 15 moving forward. We are currently trying and we've got a few training. We're trying to set up a women's team. So they're training on a Wednesday night. So... Numbers are they were small to begin with, but they are get you know they are progressing, and the plan is to get enough females playing by the end of this season that we can play a few friendlies. So that's in the pipeline, and then I suppose what would be ideal and what everybody I think wants more, perhaps than anything as well as having the women's is we restart our youth team because. Though youth team, you know, with any youth team, you can be the best team in Wales. You will only ever have two years playing youth. That this youth team then will progress to play the 
sec for second 15. Um, and I think, you know, what has been positive with regards to the second 50, but it's come probably a little bit too late for us currently, is there will be an opportunity for, for teams that run second 15 to join the National League. So I think the ideally we'd start up a youth, which, which would then progress into our second 15, and then our seconds then would join the National Leagues because as much as we would all love to have as many locals as we can from the delivery um, play in, what we do want to afford is that when you join the juniors, your you know your ambition is to play senior rugby for the WRC. Now, ideally, that would be the first 15, but if not, then you would end up playing for the second 15. I think that is very important because what you tend to find is ones who played rugby, senior rugby for the club, they end, they become your committee men, don't they? Or committee females. So, at the moment, you know, to be fair to our first 15 boys who are 35, 40 miles away, I wouldn't imagine that they'll be queuing up to join our board. They're welcome to join it. But to be fair, you know, it's that would be a heck of a commitment for them to do. So at least by having a second 15, then hopefully you've got a progression plan of you secure your, basically, the stability of your board then moving forward. Oh, God, that, that all sounds brilliant. I mean, you're answering half of my questions before I even ask them. So, you know, okay. this is absolutely this is brilliant for me. It's an absolute breeze. So, you know, you've already touched on the junior setup. You want to get that, that youth, the uh, 16s and 15s, if I'm yeah. right, back in place. Uh, so how many boys have actually progressed to, you know, the, the seniors from, you know, from your junior section? What, what sort of numbers are we looking at? You know, are we, are we one, maybe two, or are we talking a few? Uh, no, we've got that? a few more than that. We're probably the half dozen to ten. Um, I would say the ones that progressed from the juniors were probably the ones that people will be most familiar with is Win Jones. You know, when, and he took a completely different path to what most would do these days in that he's actually played all ages and all sides for slavery. He's, he's been through the juniors, played for the youth, he's played for the seconds, he's played for the first 15. After being performing well for the first 15, he's got on, he's got a scarless contract, scars into Wales, Wales into the Lions. So he's probably the one that's most famous, along with Emmett Phillips, coach now down the Scarlets, to be fair. He's progressed um, well. He came through the junior section as well. And then he also played for Clendevery and then was fortunate enough to go the Scarlets and then on to Wales. Dav Hughes, who's just left the Scarlets and signed for Jersey, he's another one. And then we've got two, probably three at the moment, in a David Land. He benched for us on the weekend. He's playing first 15 rugby at the moment, as is... Harry Doe. Harry Doe was another one that he went on to play for the Scars and so then went to Worcester. Unfortunately, we all know about the demise of Worcester. So he's come back to play Footland Devery. And then we've had uh, a youngster with us who's just qualified. He's been away in Cardiff. Even Kai Davis has also trained with us over the summer. So they're probably the ones that are right now are the ones closest to him. As I said, then you've got those boys that I've mentioned previously that have actually got on to play for the region. 
Wales and in Wynn's case for the Lions. So uh, obviously there's we we touched on a bit, you know, you already mentioned uh you lost being the head coach, but obviously a lot of coaching does go on yeah. for this and it seems like you've got a pretty solid ladder all the way up. So in, in terms of your senior team, like what who are your coaches and how many? Because I've seen division three sides of like six coaches. So it, it, it's it's laughable in some cases, but being, you know, a top end premiership team, you've probably got a, a full backroom staff. Yeah, so we've got Eros as a head coach and also does forwards. So then we've got Gareth Potter is our attack coach. Then we've got Tom Hancock is in charge of the defence. We've got um, Nick Hudd does the contact area. And then we've got Oshan Davis, uh, Oshan Edwards, sorry. He is our strength and conditioning. So, so that's, that's five in total. Then we've got two, well, we've got three. We tend to have two of them as kit men. So they tend to help out. And then we've got a team of three physios. And two of them will be there every Saturday. So that tends to be our backroom kind of staff. So um, I would say Aros, Tom and Gareth probably do the most coaching along with Nick Cudd and then Oshan Edwards naturally as the strength and conditioning. He'll do the earlier parts of perhaps the training session and then well, in pre-season, they tend to do quite a bit of it because uh, you've got to try and keep them as fit as you can. So, yeah. So, those are the men responsible for the real the champions of yeah. yeah. So, no, to be fair, they, they work well together and um, we've always prided ourselves on fitness. But to be fair, Oshan got us to peak at the right time and we were lucky with the physios and that we remained pretty much injury-free. And I think what's quite nice about Gareth, Ross and Tom is... They will, they'll ask each other, and they won't necessarily go with what they all think, you know. Especially um, Gareth and Tom, they got a background in. Gareth was our defence coach before Tom came in, and then Tom had a background in attacks as well. So those two in particular, they'll perhaps liaise with one another about what to do. But then, as I said, with Aros as well, the three of them, they'll. They'll not question each other, but they they will work together. What what's good is the is they're willing to listen to each other, and they'll especially if they think it's going to be for the benefit, especially between half past two and quarter past four, because that's when you hope everything that you've worked on during the week will come to fruition, isn't it? So we've got strong junior setter, reigning yeah. champions, yeah. great coaching group. Yeah. What are the expectations for this year then? Um, I think the expectations everybody likes winning today and uh, you enjoy that feeling and I think the plan is that we we really enjoyed you know it was great to win we won two cups um, they were great I think probably winning the league were top those two um, we won the cup in 2016 I think we all thought right we'll kick on now and we'll win perhaps one or two trophies over the next few seasons and it took us another seven years so it shows that it's it's really tough to win things but that said I think probably I mean we 
I don't think we did ourselves justice in the cup last year. We were in a pool of three, and there weren't many games where we didn't perform last year. But we went up to Merthyr in the cup, but we didn't perform, and I think it really annoyed and it ate away at the players that you watched the cup final and everybody enjoys it day out, and we could have, I think we could have done ourselves better within the cup. So I think, you know, we've got to buy in the first round of the Cup. So we're straight through to the last eight. So you, you cross your fingers and you hope that you get a home draw and you back yourself to beat anybody at home. And then you'd be neutral venue for a semi-final and then ideally you have a day out in the Cup final. So I think Cup and then obviously the league is, as well as with the league, is to try and come top. We came second last year. And we were fortunate we had a home draw in the playoffs and then we won that Cardiff one there and then we went to Cardiff to win the league. So I suppose the only thing we haven't got we've got left to do, I suppose, there's two things, wasn't it? Come top and then you win the league. And I suppose if you're being really greedy, then you do the double, isn't it? But we haven't got a massive squad and like every year that we've been successful, and it's the same from top down to bottom. You know, you look at when Wales are the most successful. It's injury-free, isn't it? I think we can stay injury-free, especially in certain positions, then we'll give ourselves a chance. But that said, no, we'll give ourselves a chance, but the league is its going to be a strong league this year. You look at the results over the weekend, um, Potterpreeth have improved. Um, they drew Cardiff, thought Newport looked very strong over the weekend against Potterpool. Potterpool are going to be no mugs. Abraham are always up there. You know, Neath have come in, they will add something to the league. You know, you've got Merthyr. So I think there's probably, I'd say, half a dozen teams who will sit there and go, if we play to our potential and if we're injury-free, we can win this league. So I think the ambition this year is to be as successful as we can be. I think we'll target the Cup. Ideally, we'll come top, but then if we're because I don't think there's going to be playoffs. And then if we're really, really greedy, we'll do the cup on the league double. So our target is not losing a single game, walking yeah. through the cup, walking through the league. Nice, nice and yeah. simple stuff. <laughs> yeah, then just order a lot of BFs. I don't think anyone going for oil, but there we are. Yeah, so uh, say I'm a local, I'm listening to this, or you know, yeah. someone wants to got a bit of time to travel up on the day. Yeah. How, how much does it cost to get in and watch Land Rover? It costs £12. If and then we are eight pounds for seniors. Um, people will some would say, Why do you put it that price? But I think we kind of do it because we, I think, one, it's an excellent standard of rugby. I think there's a lot of knockers in the Premiership, but it's actually a very, very good standard of rugby. So I think 12 pounds is cheap myself to be watching semi-professional rugby, especially as some of these boys should go on to play, hopefully, for Wales. And then, so we've got that. And then if you want to become a season ticket holder, then you're more than welcome to. That's going to, going to cost you just over £100. And then if you want a real bargain, bring along your partner and you will get two for £175. But I think... I personally don't think the £12 is a lot to watch. What I believe 
is a standard rugby that's probably underrated by a lot of people that don't really know the Premiership. There's a lot of good players who've played in the Premiership progressed to professional rugby, but there's also a lot of very good players who are currently playing within the semi-pro who I think have played and will continue to play a vital role in a pathway and development of Welsh rugby moving forward. But yeah, it's not only that. You've only got 12 games a season. So have it, only having like 12 home games, 12 opportunities to watch your yeah. team, you know, 12 pounds is a bargain. And especially when you consider inflation and everything. I've seen Division One clubs with prices 14, 15 pounds a game. So for the Premiership yeah. team, you know, it, it's absolutely cracking. Do we get a yeah. programme with the entry or have you done away with it? You get a programme directly with yes. that come in. You do get a programme and then you will have somebody there with a bucket because raffles are the way forward as well. So you can buy a raffle if you want. And we tend, to put our, we tend to put our treasure on the raffle because he's the man with the money. And the more money he gets, the happier he is. And so we tend to put the treasure on the raffle. But yeah. So if somebody came to you, I was like, well, what, 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 who's your club? You go, Sander, well, why Flandreville? What what makes it special to you? Just just yourself. Like draw me in, make me want to be part of the drovers. I think what makes it special is we're unique. And I generally think that there's not many clubs within the premiership that can run a junior section right up to youth. As I said, we haven't currently got a youth or a second fifteen, but we go from the age of seven all the way up to seniors. Um, I would say we are the hub of our community. Clevery RSC isn't just a club for rugby. It is the headquarters for our golf, for the cricket, for the football. Anybody's welcome down there. And I would probably argue, other than perhaps the Scarlets, and perhaps you are, we're Welsh. You know, we've, we've got a lot of people who can speak and converse through the medium of Welsh. A lot of our players do. And there's a lot of um, conversations that go on through the medium of Welsh. And then even if you are not Welsh, like our current treasurer is, Mr Stephen Locke, to be fair to Stephen, he makes a good effort to speak and to learn Welsh. So I think we've got perhaps... Cymraic Dodd is what they would say. There's a lot of Welshness within our club and we'd like to refer to ourselves as Club Rugby Salam's Every. Um, our predominantly, we try to start things with in Welsh. If anybody comes along, it's worth coming along to listen to our president, Handel Davis's music set, which will have a lot of Welsh. And I would probably say, some would argue it's 50-50 Welsh and English. I'd probably go more towards the 60-40 with the Welsh. So we we I think we're probably, if not I said the Scars, the I class Scars as the Welshest of the four regions. And I would say that we are probably the most Welsh of all the premiership clubs within Wales. Because it's surprising how many bilingual people we have. And you'd be surprised in how many of our squad can actually converse through both languages. I love that. I love the Welshest. It's not not the yeah. most Welsh. It's the Welshest. I love that Welsh. word. It's 
really yeah. amazing. Right. Gotcha. So I, I think that that's all that's all the soft stuff, that's all the easy stuff. We need to get into the okay. hard, hard hitting, hard hitting stuff now. How right. much is a pint in the clubhouse? Come on. Ah, depends, see. Get ten percent off if you remember. Oh, you're gonna be like that, are you? Oh yes. So I'm but, coming up for the day. I'm not a member. How, how much no, is it going to take you? We'll see now who members' prices. No, you're talking probably for an actual £4 a pint, isn't it? So we're about £3.60 if you're a member. Guinness is £4.10. And if you're a member, £3.69. See, as long as you show your card. So we need to get a card. But we, we need to get, get a card. card. You don't have to have a season ticket, right? But honestly, for the sake of £30, right? So it's only about £1.50 a week. You become a member, you get a card, and then you you'll save you'll save thirty quid over the year. So give me your bank deed. Give me your bank deed. I'll I'll get you a membership. I'll send you a card. But you're not the treasurer, and you're the one trying to fleece me. That you know that does. Yeah, I know, but I'm doing the treasurer's work for you. I'll get a commission off the treasurer then. (laughs) So let's talk some of these players. So who's the worst dressed player you got? Who's the worst dressed player we've got? Um. I would have said he's just left. I would have said Ricky Guest. Have you seen his Crocs? He's probably the worst. Um, Jack Maynard likes his style, to be fair. He's got some pretty retro stuff. Jack Jones got a lovely pair of Dr. Martins that he likes to get out. But um, worst dressed. Oh, Jamie Hughes. Sometimes he's got so Jamie Pants. Sometimes he's got not. It's all right. It's it's, it's some of my classes retro. I'm not sure what you call call it. Uh, well, with a name like Jamie Pants, I think I think he suits the bill pretty well. But yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll wrap it up. Who, who who's your club man? Who, who is the last man to leave a clubhouse? Who, who is always there afterwards, making sure you know he's having a good time. He's having a pint. He's supporting the club, even though he's playing every week. Um, who's the last person to leave? Um, there's probably Jeff Tim Allen likes to be there late on a Friday, Saturday. Probably our groundsman, Phil Jones. He um, he's probably the last to leave. He just goes and then he reappears and then he goes and he reappears and he'll be there. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. He'll come back down Sunday and probably go home Sunday afternoon. So he's probably him. And prob- Jeff Timelin likes to be there late, to be fair. Yeah, he likes to be there quite late. He's good. He's, he's good. He's good for the bar takers, Jeff is, to be fair to him. So we got Phil and Jeff, the true heart of Slandavry. Yeah, they probably. Um, some would like to say... They more are, but I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably say Phil and Jeff, I'd say, because Jeff tends to have drunk more than Justin, and Justin's gone uptown or gone home. Well, you haven't said yourself, so I'll take your word for this by you. Yeah. Thank you so much for all the information for the talk, Gala. You've been asking oh, answered all my questions without me asking. So, okay. well, I, I couldn't have asked for anything more. So, thank you very much, and I hope to speak to you again. Yeah, I'll speak to you again. And if you're ever at Little Devery, there'll be a pint on the bar for you, okay? Oh, I'm coming now. Uh, you, you've That's sold fine. Me. Yeah, no problem. Hey, look after yourself. Take care. And to you, mate.
listening to this week's show please subscribe and share as it really helps to grow the scarlet's family you can contact us in all the usual social media platforms or on scarletspems at gmail.com join us again next week for more of the same and in the meantime enjoy your rugby sports social podcast network